Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. Yep, I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we're two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. And pretty soon we're going to have a small trailer. <laughs> yes, we are. And we're looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. Our Woo-hoo. trailer is built. It is, yes. Now the big variable is how we're going to get it. Yeah. It got finished, I think we said last week on the podcast no. that... No? Because we got news the day the podcast came out. Oh. So we had already okay. recorded. So we See, didn't know. See, life runs together. <laughs> yeah, the, the trailer was finished last Thursday. As you were listening to our podcast. They were finishing our trailer. Yeah, kind of cool, isn't it? So it's there at Rockwood. And, you know, it has to go through PDI and all that. Well, there is a challenge in the world today. <laughs> if you have purchased an RV in the past year shipping costs are nuts yeah. yeah so to get it from indiana to where we are in new mexico is about four thousand dollars yeah so one of our options is just hey let's go to indiana and pick it up we picked our last one up at wana rv and we're very happy with that experience we were but that was in may yes not december right <laughs> If you're looking at the weather, it is cold and gloomy in Indiana, but hasn't really snowed. And that's the big variable. Sure. We have new tires on our good old Ram 1500, but they are not snow tires. Right. And I am not a snow tire. I am not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really built for being out in the Uh, snow. That's why there's jackets and such. Yeah, I know. So anyway, snow is a potential And yeah, we're being kind of babies because a bunch of you live in it and are used to it and we are not. Right. So anyway, one of the options is to go to Wana again and pick it up. And that's very likely what's going to happen. Yep. We're just kind of waiting to hear back from our friends at Rockwood. Maybe they'll come up with a solution that keeps us right here at home and the trailer comes closer to us. Or we go to Indiana. I mean, I I, I always enjoy going to Indiana and... We haven't actually got to travel much at all for the last couple of Boy, months. Boy, isn't so. that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> it would be good to get out and about. Yeah. So that's the deal. So we're, we're kind of excited. And one of the things that our trailer is going to have is the power package once again. That was just such a game-changing feature Absolutely. on our previous trailer. And if you don't know, the power package on the Rockwood specifically is, in this case, a 1,000 watts of solar yeah, and 400 amp hours of lithium power and a really well-integrated package to make that all work. And boy, it worked so well in our last trailer, which had only, I'd say as a joke, 720 watts of solar. Right. So we're like excited. We're going to have way more wattage. Yeah. And the system is going to be designed physically a little bit differently. So we'll have a little more space in our pass-through. That system was built by ABC Upfitters. And they are also able to do aftermarket upfits on they've been doing vans and travel trailers and motorhomes and all of that one of the things as you may or may not know they are a sponsor of this podcast but 
when we decided to work together. We we're just so impressed with the caliber of the work that they do and the engineering and what they do before they ever turn the first screwdriver. It's very impressive to us. And guess it must have been pretty impressive to Rockwood and Flagstaff because that's who puts the solar systems in, in their RVs and several others. And so if you're thinking, man, I really want to go solar, but all these numbers and systems and all of that. And, and truthfully, I know people who have put aftermarket systems in their RVs and have not had much success. Now, some have, of course, right, but, sure. but if you're just looking for, I want to have a solar system in my RV. That really just works all together because it's designed and integrated and built all as one unit instead of piecing together little bits and pieces here and there throughout time. Yeah, then uh, we can't be more encouraging of your looking at ABC Upfitters. They just do a terrific job. That's what our personal experience has been and some of the some of you have also chosen to work with them and yes. I, it's just consistent how positive the results have been both uh, from the experience and the quality of the work and components. So over the past few weeks we've been making lists and checking them twice. Yeah by the way I've been naughty and so uh, <laughs> I know I'm getting coal for Christmas although okay I'm good. <laughs> coal that would means we could have a fire and it'll be warmer. Yeah coal makes me think of steam engines and steam oh, engines boy. yeah there is a dude in Colorado who works at a railroad and they have steam engines. And this dude smoked ribs in the smoke box of a steam locomotive. And I just, I watched that video and I'm like, oh, I'll share it with you in the, in the Facebook group. I was pretty fascinated <laughs> by it. Not at all RV related, but if you don't know, I really like trains a lot. And smokers. I, I enjoy smoking meat and <laughs> this was just like, yeah, that if I were to grow up, I'd like to be that dude. So anyway, yeah. sorry, Peggy, you All were right. saying. So I was saying that I was checking last week's list twice and we had a lot of previous guests and we kind of replayed some sections of that. And then I realized that we missed some books that I really wanted to include. And so yeah. these are not books that we've talked to the author or anything, but just some more ideas for you if you're looking for books as gifts or just to read. Nomadland, of course, is if you haven't seen the movie or if you have seen the movie, it's based on the book Nomadland. Admittedly, Nomadland has been sitting on my nightstand for quite some time and I haven't read it yet, but I hear that it's even better than the movie, which almost always seems to be the case. Then there is a book for children by Helen Foster James, and it is called S is for S'mores, and it's a camping alphabet, and it's super cute, and for example, A is for adventure. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but... I thought S was for solar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the adult version. Oh. But oh. S is for s'mores when you're a child, because <laughs> I don't think they care that much about solar power. 
There is also a book. If you want ideas about where to travel and what time of year to travel to places, there are a couple of books that you might find very useful. One is called Amazing Festivals. Yeah, you know, one of the things I love music festivals and anything with live music, but any of those like community fairs, I mean, we're supposed to be at Worst Fest a couple of weeks ago and we never made it, but community festivals are cool to me. I just dig them. And so this book has been something that we've enjoyed and it's called Amazing Festivals. And it's hundreds of hometown celebrations. Now I will admit one thing about printed books is you know, maybe this celebration that's been going on for 50 years isn't going on anymore. And you don't know because it's in a paper book. So always check. (laughs) It's my (laughs) disclaimer. Yeah, don't just go and it's like, but talk about some great ideas. And I think that they did, you know, they didn't just put brand new events like the first year of the bacon festival or whatever. These are established long-term events and festivals and hometown celebrations. And I mean, even if you don't get to go to these places, there's some great pictures in here and great, you know, they've got little stories about the festivals. So it's a good read. It's a hardback. Yes. Yeah. It's a hard book. So if you have a coffee table, if you happen to still have a sticks (laughs) and bricks and you have a coffee table, this is a good one to set out because it's pretty. Yes, it is. And then another idea for looking for places to go is a book called Little Museums. It's over a thousand small and not so small American show places. Again, could be dated, but it has by state all these like wonderful little places that you can visit. And, you know, if you're just going camping for the weekend, that's one thing. But when you're getting out there on the road and you are going to spend a year or you're retiring or you're going to go full time, and you don't know where you want to go yet, and all the national parks are full. These are the kind of things that I love to just, let's go find a little museum and a hometown festival and forget the national park that's crowded with people and do some fun stuff. Yeah, and here's a little side tip. Some of those little museums are also harvest hosts. Correct. That's right. So you might even be able to go check out a cool museum and stay there for free. Correct. Other than, you know, getting in the museum if they have a charge, which (laughs) they usually do. And buying your souvenir. (laughs) Yeah. We found some really cool little museums with this book one of the places we went we found a really cool car museum and again cars trains all that stuff (laughs) i I dig it right so we found this car museum and they had a car show in front but they also had a ton of neon and so it was neon and cool classic cars and and just americana that's the kind of stuff that you know, it's just cool to find and it's it's a fun day. And then there was the car show, which had a DJ and, of course, a bunch of classic cars. <laughs> and, and some food trucks. And food trucks, <laughs> right. Those things are everywhere. You just yeah. have to get out there and look for them and get off the main road, so to speak. Yeah. And then also, while you're traveling around, you might be curious about what the night sky looks like from that angle or what 
native flowers or native vegetation or wildlife are in the area. And I find that wildlife guides, especially flower guides, I'm a crazy nut for wildflowers, but those kind of guides make really great gifts. If you know someone that's going to be you know, traveling extensively in California desert, then a California desert wildflower book is fantastic. I have one copy of the book that I have, well, not the poppies, because that's not legal, but I I picked a little flower sample and pressed it into the book. So my book not only has like pictures and guides, but it also has little dried samples. Yeah, Peggy comes over to your house and picks your flowers and stuffs them in a book. (laughs) Only if you're growing native wildflowers. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Those wildlife guides are also pretty darn cool. You know, I don't know why, but I must be Mr. Storyman today. But that reminds (laughs) me of a dude I sold a Class C motorhome to. And his story is on Stressless Camping. I'll put a link in the show notes. So there's these wildlife corridors. And because of, you know, all the infrastructure, freeways and fast roads, animals are having issues crossing the roads, even though they put up those signs. So they created these things, these like wildlife corridors where animals can go like under the roads or over the roads. And there's a dude who I sold an RV to who goes and paints them. I mean, not like, you know, he's going to paint them green, but he actually paints paintings of them. So pretty interesting. The guy (laughs) was really, really unusual. So I really enjoyed meeting him and sharing his story. Yeah. So we'll put a link to that story in our show notes. So while you're traveling around and you're looking for something to read and you've already scheduled yourself for all the festivals and museums and you know where you're going (laughs) and you just want to sit around and read, we have found that magazine subscriptions, which kind of went out of vogue for a while, but in the RV world, they're back strong. Yeah. And we have had a couple of episodes. In episode nine, we talked to Paul Lassitanola. About vintage camper trailer. And that is, if you dig vintage RVs, that is a good magazine to pick up. And here's here's a little hint. You could buy your favorite RV or a magazine subscription. Yes. And then however frequently that magazine comes out, Every time that shows up in their mailbox, they're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And they're pretty inexpensive and just a a neat thing. Right. So in episode 123-123, we spoke to Janine Pettit from Girl Camper. Yep. We spoke to Damian Ross of Rootless Living and RV Today, which was a new magazine he had just come out with. And we spoke to Rich Lure from Airstream Life. Yeah. So those are all magazines also that are cool to get so again a subscription will be like this recurring gift that to yourself or to someone else (laughs) and and they're just those magazines are absolutely beautifully produced especially i'm gonna say especially girl camper yeah boy janine and her team just do a spectacular job and that has nothing to do with the fact that i write an article Hey, um, this just reminded me of a story. Well, not, I mean, kind of a story, but you keep going off on these tangents too. So (laughs) I, (laughs) there is an artist who has taken one star reviews of places. Oh my gosh, yes. And there is a series of, there's a book and a series of postcards called Subpar Parks. And I have on my wish list right now, 
the book of, I think it's 22 postcards of subpar parks. I literally think that I want to buy one to send to, you know, send the postcards out to people and then buy another one and use those postcards as art in our new trailer. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're not familiar, these subpar parks are... They're pretty hilarious. They are literal one-star reviews that people have written of national places. Like, you know, Saguaro National Park. Someone said it's great if you like cactus. Well, I mean, hello, that's the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> They're super fun. The artwork is beautiful. It's it's reminiscent of the actual kind of vintage national park art, but it's... Yeah, but featuring one-star reviews. reviews. I just am in love with that. Yeah, the creator is Amber Cher, and she's just done a a first-rate job with this. If you're on any of the socials, especially Instagram, you can follow her. We'll put a link to her Instagram feed. It's both sad and hilarious. Yeah, both. Because, you know, these people go to these places and, like, Someone wrote a review of the Grand Canyon. It's a hole. It's a really big hole. A really big hole. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a cool one. All right. So you've read all your books. You've read all the magazines. You're still camping. You need something to do. (laughs) Here are some ideas of games that are really easy to play, really easy to carry around, and super fun. One is one of our favorites, Yam Slam. Yeah, that is, that, it's simple. So I like kind of simpler games. When we're playing a game, we don't want to have to think too hard. No one accused me of thinking too hard on anything, but especially in recreational time. There's a time and a place for playing things like Clue or, I forget that war game that everybody used to love. Oh. I'm in the 80s. But these are games that are... Easy to learn, easy to play. Yam Slam is sort of a combination of Yahtzee and poker, but you don't really have to know anything. Everything's drawn out on the board, so you don't have to like know all the rules of either of those games. You just look at the board and roll your dice and play. And of course, Uno, an oh all-time gosh, favorite. Uno. Every child in my life who's ever turned 10 has received... <laughs> A deck of Uno cards from me. And one of the nice things about these games is also they are small, right? So they will, in fact, we have these in our, well, we will have them in our camper. We have them in a basket that stays in the camper. And then if we're at home and we want to play a game, we have to actually go to the camper and get it because they are the camper games. Yeah. Also a game called... I've heard it two different ways, left, right, center, or left, center, right. It's uh, just three dice. You can play with candy. You can play with pennies. You know, you can play with, I don't know, things. I was going to say kisses, but you can't because you there's actually a pot in the middle and the winner takes all. So if it's all pieces of candy or all pennies or whatever, I mean, you know. That's gambling, but <laughs> but your like four year old can tell the difference between an L and an R and a C, so it's easy again. It's just three little dice. Also, speaking of dice, there's a game called Tenzi, which is fun. Oh, yeah, we have that. Yeah. So I did write an article called 10 Games You Can Play While Camping, and we'll put a link to that. And it has the ones we've mentioned and then a few others. So again, you know, just small, easy. They don't take up a lot of space. You don't need a lot of space to play them. And gives you something to do while you're yeah. away from home. And most of these you can get on 
various places, but of course, we all shop on Amazon. Yeah. And if you would like to help support our little podcast here, and you happen to be shopping on Amazon, did you know that you can click on a link on our website, go over to Amazon, and anything you buy, we get a teeny, teeny, tiny tip from that. It doesn't change your price at all. No, or anything. You start at that link, click on that, it takes you to Amazon, and we get a, a little... We get a penny. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that would be very helpful to us, and a lot of the articles that we write have links to the things that we write about, like the games. They are our Amazon link, so that it's easy for you to shop, and then it helps us a little bit, too. Yeah. Just a little way that you can support the podcast without it costing you a red cent. Yes. So a lot of times we talk about destinations, places we've been, places we're visiting. And, you know, we've been grounded for a couple months, which hasn't been a bad thing. We've been loving just getting ourselves settled into our sticks and bricks. Yeah. But I just want to encourage you, wherever you are, whatever your destination Find a neighborhood that has a whole bunch of decorated yards and walk through or drive through the neighborhood and just enjoy all the twinkling lights. Yeah, there are some places in particular that just go crazy. They just go nuts at Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, they just do such a great job. And heck, if you feel like sharing those on the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group, we'd love to see that. Yeah. I love the ways people decorate. We went... (laughs) We were going somewhere the other day to Michael and Mickey's house, actually, and their neighbor has decorated their yard. Completely with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. In very particular, (laughs) a focus on Cousin Eddie. Yeah. And if you, you know, we all know where he says, you know, the dumper's full. It's not exactly how he (laughs) says it, but boy, they've just, I need to go get a picture of that and post it. Since I'm yeah. asking you to, I, I need to. Yeah, because it's a great decorated it was yard. It's pretty hilarious. And as you know, we have been kind of low carbing it this year. Yeah. And I have been able to kind of take some of our super favorites and make them a little bit more low carb or make them no carb or make them keto <laughs> recipes. I have posted a recipe this week for meatloaf that I have taken the carbs out of, basically taken the breadcrumbs out of. Yeah. I'm going to call it keto meatloaf because I know that's a good search term (laughs) and I will have that posted. So there will be a link to that in the show notes. You know, when it's cold outside, nothing beats meatloaf and mashed something. In our case, it's rutabaga and parsnips. It's not potatoes. I would say it's as good as mashed potatoes, although it is different. I mean, it's not the same taste. You can't fool anybody. Right. But it's also really good with the meatloaf. And so all I did was peel and cube rutabagas and parsnips and garlic. Don't forget the garlic. And <laughs> Always garlic. Just dump that all in a pot and boil it until it's kind of mushy and then mush it and bing, bang, boom. It was good. Yeah. And I we better serve- be good with cheese. Yeah. And we had that with our meatloaf and yeah. it was warm and tasty and filling and mm, got us warm on a nice cold night. Yeah. And the nice thing about meatloaf is you can make it in any size RV oven or some of you have convection microwaves in your RVs. It'll work in that. We've done it in the air fryer. In fact, we did it in the air fryer this last week. Yep. You know, we've been kind of jazzed about our new pellet smoker. You could do it on oh, that yeah. and it gives you 
a little smoky doodah. Right. You can put it in cast iron, put it over the fire pit yeah. if you want. So it's kind of a cool deal. That's the good thing about meatloaf is it's versatile and you can pretty much do anything you want with it and still call it meatloaf. Yeah. And get this, everybody. Peggy doesn't put ketchup on hers. Nope. Well, I do. Yeah, but you're right. You put it on for the cooking, but not for the for cooking. The but no, I do not dip my meatloaf in ketchup. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you just, uh, I don't understand that. But whatever, whatever. We're here to celebrate everybody, even weirdos who don't like ketchup. <laughs> All right, weirdo. Tell <laughs> Tell us about your latest favorite gadget. Well, it's a cool thing somebody sent me to do a review of. And, you know, a lot of us, when we go camping, you especially if you're like tent camping or off-grid camping. Or hiking. Or hiking, you might need to replenish your water supply. And, of course, one way to do that is to just buy water. But let's say you're at a stream or a boondocking site and there's some like, eh, not such great water or or quartzite where the water is all kind (laughs) of icky. I got a little battery-powered water filter. So this little water filter is from BKLES, and it is certified to remove 99.9999% of harmful substances. It's small. It'll fit in a cup holder on a vehicle. It has a built-in battery. It also has a light. It comes with like a carrying case for if you're going to hook it to a backpack or even your belt, you can filter the water. It's a four-stage filtration system in this little thing. And the nice thing is, let's say you have a source of water, like a stream, you can put the intake in the stream and then turn this thing on and it'll fill a little container. You know, we have that Dometic Go Hydration water jug. Yeah. And so you can put your filter into the stream and pump the water into the Dometic Go and then you have a jug of water. Yeah. So one of the things I like about this thing is that you can do it unattended, right? You you put the intake into a stream or body of water or whatever and you take the hose that comes out the top and put it into like a jug or a glass or, or water bottle, whatever. Or your and, mouth. Yeah, or your <laughs> mouth. And you just push the button and it it works right it's unattended i know there are manual water filtration systems that are comparable but this is just easy so this takes a battery right well it has one built in and you can recharge it Ah. with usb comes with a really nice cable actually all of the pieces seem really well made they claim that in 20 minutes you get 10 liters of water what's a liter it's about a quart okay (laughs) And in a full charge, you get 10 to 15 days if you're an individual or three to seven days of normal consumption if you're a group, small group. We filled the Dometic Go hydration jug and now we have a jug of water. It's a cool little gadget. And like I say, if you are off the grid, it's a neat way to filter the water and you're not carrying water, which is heavy. Right. Now, speaking of rechargeable batteries, (laughs) I believe when you're listening to this on Thursday, December 8th, which is the day that it comes out, 2022, you can also hop on and watch Mike Sokol and Tony talk about the future of electric vehicles. Well, actually, it's electric towables, and there are two very strong contenders in the market right now, and you'll find articles on those on the Stressless Camping website, but I'm talking with the RV 
Harvey electricity expert, my friend Mike Sokol, and we are going to have an hour-long live stream about electric towable RV future. And it's interesting because there are problems that these overcome but also there are things that they bring to the market and there are challenges check out the article two companies are really making headway in this field where it's an all-electric trailer but also one that incorporates electric drive motors in it yeah and pretty large batteries so if you're at all interested in seeing where things are going, these these are pretty fascinating to me. But all this nerdy technology stuff is, <laughs> is cool. Hey, and speaking about towing, there is a towing resource article on our website, and we will definitely put a link to that. Yeah, it's really popular. We also did an episode about towing and talked to a towing expert, and we worked with them to develop a calculator. You know, one of the things a lot of people don't realize, they see, what can my truck or whatever tow? And typically what they're looking at is what can it pull? Yeah. But more importantly, you know that if you have a towable RV, whether it's a travel trailer or a fifth wheel, your truck is actually carrying a portion of that RV. And often where the limitations show up is that you're carrying more than that truck was designed to. And that's not good. So check out that towing guide. It's really popular. And heck, share it if you would. Please. It's a very popular item on our website and something that can help you if you're changing trucks or changing trailers or, or just thinking, hey, I have this whatever. What can I tow with it? So I mentioned national parks and national places a little bit ago. And last week, my question of the week was, what is your favorite national place? And, you know, in our clips from our interviews last week, we were talking to Michael Boink and he had been to... Oh, suddenly I can't remember what it's called, but like Desolation Swamp or something like that. And that was the kind of thing I was hoping to find. But you guys all love the big parks. <laughs> Brian did say his favorite is whatever he's headed to next, but he is in awe of the Grand Canyon. Mark has been to Denali on a plane ride and landed on a glacier, so I can see how that would make it a favorite. Yeah. Michael loves Bryce Canyon. You know, all those Utah parks are just so beautiful. That's understandable. For hiking, snowshoeing, wildflowers, wildlife viewing, and camping, Marilyn loves Rocky Mountain National Park. I'm pretty sure we're pretty close to that now, so we need to make that <laughs> a destination yeah. on our list. Tom has some memories of the Grand Canyon. He camped on the South Rim and hiked down into the bottom. So they started at 70 degrees, got down to 80 degrees, got up to 80 degrees. And then when they got back to the top, it was 30 something and snowing. They were cold and exhausted. And so they threw everything in the car and went to a hotel. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Grand Canyon's interesting, the weather around there. It's a big hole. A really big hole. <laughs> Back to the so subpar parks. So they say, parts. yes. 
So thank you for sharing those places. I hope that everyone has a chance to find their favorite national place. And I'm just going to encourage you to bear in mind that it doesn't mean the top 40 national parks. There are a lot of national historic sites and monuments and things like that that aren't so crowded and are also really wonderful. Yeah, there's so much in this country. It's a beautiful place. We ask a question of the week every week in our Stresses Camping Podcast Facebook group. And our friend Tom Taylor came up with one. He asks, in what way has camping and traveling changed you or your family's life? Or what benefit have you gained from it? Tom, that is a fantastic question. And that is our question of the week. You will find that on the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group (laughs) so that you can answer that question. I always encourage you to ask questions. And obviously, if you ask them, they might end up being published as our question of the week. Absolutely. And one of the ways to get to that is in our once a week email newsletter, which happens to be absolutely free. That's right. We have links to stories and videos and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. Visit stresslesscamping.com where you can sign up and know that, of course, we never share your information and only send one email a week. While you're on stresslesscamping.com, check out the show notes for episode 180. We'll check out all the show notes, but this one in particular (laughs) is episode 180 on the podcast page. While you're there, know that we have discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need on your stressless camping adventure. And if you've got a great deal for our audience, please contact us. We love to share. Yeah. Also, if you have questions or comments or any of that, there's a contact us form on the website. We're always happy to hear from you. For sure. And after you've seen all the things you can see on stresslesscamping.com and it's 17 years from now. You can go to the top right of the page and jump off to all those social places. And of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it is to subscribe on any podcast app. We are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And of course, you can also find the podcast every week, Thursdays at 2 a.m. on StresslessCamping.com. I'm going to set my alarm and get up early just to listen. (laughs) Yeah, you've already heard this week. That's true. (laughs) Please remember always that a review really helps us and it helps others find the podcast. And the more listeners we have, it means we can continue to get great guests so you don't have to listen to us for an hour like you did this week. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you again for being part of our little digital family here. We really do appreciate you very much. And most of all, happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stress-less camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!